Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm Curly Joe. <laughs> no. Uh, Shemp? Where did they even go that they were showing that? Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, um, the robots and, and Cody went to see apparently a Three Stooges movie, maybe? Well, that, the question is, did they or didn't they? Because they're, they, uh, they, and we haven't even mentioned the episode title yet, but yeah. one mentions he liked the part with the horse and part with the feathers, which makes me wonder if they saw horse feathers. Uh, the Marx Brothers movie. Oh, uh, I think they do also make a Laurel and Hardy reference, maybe. You know, I would it's maybe in America. Okay, so I I live in the far edge of the DC metro area, and we have a theater out here that is actually uh a, like a branch of the Library of Congress, uh, <laughs> and they like to show old movies occasionally old movies includes like stuff from the 80s and then i want to die hey. uh but i could totally see it being like a library or some other museum sort of maybe not the museum of innovation or or what it's called uh but some some uh museum sort of place like doing a feature that was like a Marx Brothers movie with some Three Stooges shorts at the beginning and maybe some Laurel and Hardy shorts at the beginning. Mm. Anyway, the episode. Yeah, so uh, today's episode is Shake Up. Uh, first aired August 11th, 2012. Uh, written by show producer Nicole Dubik, who has also written a ton of uh, previous episodes. Most recently, um, Walk on the Wild Side. Ooh, with the kitty. The one where, yes, the one where they decide to find a pet at the zoo. Yes! Oh, yeah. That was a really good one. And yes, uh, so we open with Cody and the Rescue Bots having just been to watch some form of classic comedy. Maybe the Three Stooges, maybe the Marx Brothers, whatever it was, Chase does not understand. That pie was a premeditated assault. Yes. Yeah, he's accusing them of breaking various laws. Yes, that that movie consists of nothing but insults, law breaking, and disruptive antics. <laughs> Yeah, I, that seems like something that a library might show. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Ch you know, Heatwave says, you know, listen, we're here to study Earth humans, and that means their Earth humor. And Chase is all right. Well, all fine. I will study Earth humor, but why the road-crossing habits of poultry provoke involuntary laughter, I will never comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chase so much in this episode. Oh. Okay, digression that is... Okay, it's not entirely related to chickens. On the drive today, uh, I saw a groundhog, a cat, and the largest turkey I've seen in quite a while across my road, because I live on a dirt road. Ooh. Turkey. And presumably it was a male, because around this time of year there should have been a bunch of chicks around him, if it was yeah. a female. It was big... I uh, I went to Shenandoah National Park and I made friends with a raven because I am oh. none more goth. 
<laughs> anyway, before they can decide what they're going to do about all this, they are attacked by a tiny UFO. <laughs> I feel like this should not come as such a surprise, to be honest. I mean, as we'll find out, it was not entirely a surprise, but also I feel no. like it should not be a surprise. I feel like it should have been green, so it was a reference to Cosmos more than just being the standard uh, Adamski-style uh, flying saucer. Aw, that would have been yes. nice. Like the little disc with a bump on top. Oh, well. Anyway, these, uh, this whole thing is revealed to be uh, part of Frankie's multimedia project. She's filming... What appears to be an insane David Lynchian movie. Actually, yeah, like, I guess this was a surprise. I, I did have a moment where I was like, oh, were they acting? And this is like, oh, well, this was them filming this movie. But Heatwave does have that great line when they're like, oh, it's an alien invasion. And he says, takes one to stop one. And I <laughs> yes. was like, that's because they're aliens. So, presumably, that was not something he would have said if he was playing the role of a robot in a film. So, Frankie is doing some extremely sketchy, like, film stuff. Yeah, but really, what she's filming the most random things that, like, yeah, could be in Lynchian material. It's all. I don't think it's Lynchian. I think it's Revenge of the Fallen. Because towards the end, Cody does bring up that she doesn't have a script. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all right, this is, this is, listen, we're, we, we need to fill some more time. We're gonna need some more Cade butt shots. <laughs> yes. Well, he's here. He's, uh, he's kind of distressingly willing to provide some, as it oh. turns out. Oh, he very wants to be much, he very much wants to be in this movie, and he wants to invite the viewers to the gun show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yes, it turns out her her little uh, drone assistant, whose name I have already forgotten, Dither, Dither, uh, was piloting the UFO. Uh, they all all the bots shift back into pretending to be robot mode, uh, and then Kate is like, "Hey, someone shooting a movie." And then, yes, he would like to invite all the viewers to the gun show. It's really embarrassing. Also, Frankie also, is not at all interested. No. And also, I like that Cody mentions that he's already finished this project and he made a cardboard diorama. Yes. This actually, I was having very strong flashbacks to my uh, yes. my oh. high school film production class oh, in which I put a great deal of effort into making a music video and other people just did like some half-assed thing, but I didn't care because I was super into my music video. Video? You had video cameras back it then? Involved, Goodness. This one, these weren't like, I don't mean old. like, I mean, this was like, we had a little video studio. And, mm. and we had actually our favorite toy that we had was a, a projector because like, a a movie like like the sort of thing that's super basic these days that you can buy and it's like the size of a soda can and you can just like show all your buddies a movie in the backyard uh and this was oh, much yeah, larger projector. than a soda can but you could hook it up to the vcr and honestly mm. this was like the second level of film production class so the teacher basically just assumed what we were 
that we all knew what we were doing and went back to working on the yearbook project that he was <laughs> responsible for and just let us do whatever. Mostly what whatever was was watching The Last Action Hero on the projector. <laughs> but I like took that projector to be or not to and be and was like not to be. <laughs> I was like projecting scenes of aliens on my, f- like the movie Aliens on my friends and filming that for this, uh, yeah, it was, uh, the, the song was, uh, the offsprings, uh, come out and play. Mm. So, <laughs> because that's what year it was. But uh, that—that's what it reminded me of. Was was uh, everyone else in the class doing this half-ass stuff, and me getting super into making a music video? So I'm kind of feeling Frankie here. Oh no, I was just thinking about the Prime episode where Ratchet helps uh, the kids with their project. <laughs> that was so uh, good. Yeah. So unfortunately, the robots are going to help out with this, but as robots and as robots with embarrassing props. Heatwave is so like he he's like trying like she's she's like Cade and it's great because Cade is like talking exactly how you do not for instance talk to your Alexa. He's like, "Okay, robots, just do whatever she says." Which yeah, which <laughs> is is Cade's fault. Cade should have been, "No, you cannot use these robots for these purposes." But no, he just hands over control of these robots. And, and he, he does it in a way which is showing off his utter lack of acting abilities, because he's yes. obviously talking to cognizant creatures that understand him and not talking to an AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, she tells them all to transform and Heatwave doesn't want to, and he just has this more <laughs> thing like, <laughs> and then I think Cody says something and, and he does it, so yes. poor Although guy. at least he's not the one who has to wear the rainbow wig. Yes, yes, that's Chase. I should have also given him a giant John 316 sign. <laughs> no. No, no rainbow guy. Ask your parents, or possibly grandparents at this point. Yeah, oh, we're old. Yeah. That guy's in jail for life now. Oh, jeez. So also, her father shows up to embarrass her. Yes, indeed, because he says, why do you need robots to dance when your father can dance? And then he begins popping and locking. <laughs> yeah. And then popping some joints and locking up yes. his back. Hmm. Uh. So anyway, she is briefly out of the picture enough, long enough for Chase to attempt a joke, which in his case just means saying that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, like, which... Like, that's his running gag for this episode, and and this was a bad start, because he says, that is what she said, and I was immediately panicked that, oh no, a mom, your mom joke is coming. (laughs) Thankfully, it never did, because there are no mothers in the show. It's true. Yeah. There's a a striking lack of mothers in this show, which is good, because then it saves us from Chase making a your mom joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My 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 mom's dead, Chase. <laughs> womp womp. She is not around the house. <laughs> She's oh. under it. We buried her. Oh, oh. Uh, anyway, uh, so 
because this is Grim and Rock, uh, totally unrelated peril now strikes. <gasps> yeah. Dun dun! Uh, it is, it is an earthquake, even though, as the chief says, there is no way there is an earthquake happening in Maine. Really? Really? <laughs> we, we've had so many warning signs in this series that earthquakes are a thing that could happen because of the volcano. You know, I feel like, so the vo- was the volcano like the second episode? Yes, it was. Oh, because it was the I, second. I feel sure. like that set up so much for how we view yeah. this, this yes. setting. <laughs> because I also was like, oh, so now we've, they just made some, some earthquake machine for a world's fair and just left it i mean dad in case you haven't noticed lobsters also don't fly and yet yeah yeah Yeah, the the series did set the tone really early that like of mad science and things yeah and earthquakes and they're not just mad science but really poorly thought out mad science yeah, like, uh, Cobra Mad Science. Yes. Like, ill-considered mad science. Like, why would you even do that? Weather-dominating mad science. Why would you make that thing? <laughs> why would you make the thing in this episode, either? But we'll Which, get there. yes, as we will find out, is the problem here. <laughs> yes. Anyway, during this earthquake, there's a bit where Cody is, like, out bicycling an earthquake, yeah. and then also a piece of debris forms like a very convenient ramp. Well, I, as you do. I it's thought, like something out of Rad. <laughs> I thought this might end up as one of those, like, oh, actually, this is them making this movie cuts. But no, it, it's real. <laughs> yeah. This is the real episode. So, yeah, you know, there there's earthquakes. There's, uh, there's now a gas leak. Um... Blades is concerned because even though he's in the sky, is there such a thing as a skyquake? And, uh, <laughs> Bad news. And, and yes, there is. Well, not uh, anymore because they well, killed yeah, him. <laughs> and then they made him a zombie and well, sent him to the another dimension. Yes, yeah. but like he is named after an actual thing. There are skyquakes. Yes. Well, Blades does not want to be anywhere near one. He's a good boy no. and he doesn't have to deal with that. <laughs> but yeah, they're also having problems that, like, it's harder to rescue people while Frankie is filming everything. Although I have to yes. question the rate of that. Gets, there are holographic projectors, as we know, all over town. There have to be cameras all over town, too. Well, yes, but we, the, uh, the Burns family controls those cameras. I, well, yeah, as we've seen in previous episodes, like, they, they are the police state. Watching over everything. They have a camera trained on, like, the lake that Dad was supposed to go to last episode that he didn't go to. Uh, listen, uh, Burns' brother is watching. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Frankie is starting to get a little suspicious. So, also, like... Mm. I, I mean, I guess I can see how anything that they do... Any behavior that they do that's questionable can be hand-waved away later if it's in a situation where everybody's panicking. Yes. I'm just thinking if they're rescuing people, do they really need to be on, like, do they need to be on better behavior if Frankie is filming it versus the fact that they're already dealing with people, like, being rescued? I guess, I guess the people are usually too busy being rescued. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. A degree of panic, so the, re, being able to rewatch the evidence is a thing. But still, like, there are, there are cameras other places. 
Uh, are they are they just worried they can't delete that footage? Maybe. Basically, yes. Then they they have to contact um, Fowler <laughs> and hire one of his small children to delete the footage. Get get Raph in there to delete the footage. That's what he does. So anyway, they they finally you know have blades take Frankie home so they can have a relaxing evening. Yes. So they're they're back at the fire station. They're going to watch another movie. But Frankie is there because she's forgotten her big bag of props. Yeah. Conveniently. It's not actually implied that this was a intentional thing. Yes. I'm just implying it here. And also Chase is attempting to tell jokes again. These uh, yeah. uh, two peanuts were were walking down the str- down the street. One had high sodium content. <laughs> yeah. And then he does a rim shot on Boulder's back. Yeah, Which that was good. It's not appreciated. And laughs unsettlingly. <laughs> yeah. His laugh is very unsettling. <laughs> ah, I love him. He's also trying to tell a earlier he's trying to tell a knock knock joke, but he doesn't uh oh. quite get the concept. Yes, yeah, so he goes he ding dong. And yeah. Chief Burns is like, "Okay, you're not ringing the doorbell in a knock knock joke." Knock, knock. A, a concerned citizen. A concerned citizen who? A concerned citizen who is telling you that your car is double parked. <laughs> I love him so much. <sighs> anyway, Frankie's very excited about his underground bunker. She's all, oh, hey, you know, it's an underground bunker where you're just talking to your inanimate objects here. He says and it makes him feel I. better. Yes. Which totally checks out. Yes. Just ask Alexa. It, it, it's self-care, Frankie. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, it turns out that the, the earthquakes have been tracked by Graham to the tunnels beneath Griffin Rock, as most terrible things are. <laughs> Every other episode just about, although it's been two episodes in a row. Or Has it been three episodes in a row? It might have been three episodes in a row. And then, you know, next episode it's the Morlocks. <laughs> uh, episode of that, you got some chuds. <laughs> um. So uh, one of like, I think it's the worms from Dune. It's like it did, and then the worms from Beetlejuice. Then the worms from Tremors. The big three worm episodes in a row. Not a great idea. <laughs> Got to spread those out. But they're like, oh, it, it did so much damage. Imagine if it had hit the the yes the rocket, the rocket fuel, fuel reservoir. reservoir. That what the hell? Like, what? I, I have multiple question marks after that. Note. I like to think that it's just a giant pool of rocket. <laughs> <laughs> like I just a couple of no smoking signs around it. <laughs> chain link fence. Just a basic chain link fence. There's like a lifeguard on duty. Just a like five foot chain link fence. Not like one of the ten foot ones. You know, it's sometimes, sometimes the gate's hanging open a little. It's okay. <laughs> it's next to the dog park. <laughs> this town is so dangerous. Ah, well, yeah. Scruffles got into the rocket fuel again. Gonna have to hose him off. <laughs> mm. Oh, could you, uh, could you scoop me a bit out of that? I'm gonna have a barbecue tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, Doc Green has definitely invented a rocket-powered barbecue. Yeah, I think Ooh. that's safe to say. Maybe that's how Mrs. Green died. Oof. No, I, I want to, oh, but, uh, now I want to see a rocket fuel, like, 
just trying to cook over a rocket engine and just watching hamburgers fly into the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's just like sort of like one of those half half sir, half sphere barbecues, Ooh. except it's just an upside down rocket ship. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they go into the tunnel, and Frankie, of course, is very sneaky and follows them. Yes. Um. At, after the deployment of baked goods. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like Chase throws a pie. Cream pie. And as I think, is it the chief who wonders, where did you even get a pie? <laughs> I know. Yeah. The, the, a giant robot-sized pie. He says something about the deployment of baked goods being a cornerstone of comedy, and then yes, chief is like, where did yeah. you even get <laughs> a pie? <laughs> waka waka, chief. They managed to do some really good jokes by the telling of bad jokes badly. But like that, where did you get the pie line? Such oh, a really valid that, question. That may be one of the first times like the funniest line in the episode wasn't said by Blades. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so they eventually get to a dead end and they find a, a familiar logo on it. This must be Chester A. Arthur's secret presidential bunker. <gasps> dun dun dun. Uh, no, it turns out that's actually just the logo for the Hall of Inspiration. I guess the same way that, uh, uh, like that blue hippo is the mascot for the, um, Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Oh, I, hmm, I haven't been in there in so long. Do we? I mean, I've, never, about the hippo. I've never been there. My sister went. She brought me one of those hippos. I've been Do we get an explanation twice? for what, I mean, is Chester A. Arthur just from Maine? He was, I don't think there's ever been a president from Maine. So is there any explanation as to why he specifically is the random, obscure president they have chosen? <laughs> I think, you know, it's kind of funny. I don't think he was particularly problematic. I, yeah, I feel like they would have maybe. probably researched and made sure to to choose a mostly unpro- as, as unproblematic a president as possible. I mean, I think he was a reasonably good uh, president, he, because he was Garfield's vice president, and, um, like, he was originally, like, sort of, like, a very, sort of, insidery, pork barrel kind of politician, and he was oh, only put on... Part of the machine. Right, and, right, and, in fact, I think he was originally, like, the, the, uh, uh, the customs agent for the Port of New York, which was, like, a very bribe-heavy, uh, Position, <laughs> yes. uh-huh. but because Garfield was a big reformer, they needed a guy to like balance the ticket, right? But then once uh, Garfield was shot by noted maniac Charles Guiteau, and then died due to nineteenth-century medical care, as yeah. you do when you have nineteenth-century medical care. Like Chester A. Arthur totally took up uh, Garfield's reforms, and so became like he was a very popular president. One. Mm. Uh, as, as journalist Alexander McClure wrote, no man ever entered the presidency so profoundly and widely distrusted as Chester A. Arthur, and no one ever retired more generally respected by political friend and foe alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and no, he was not, he was from Vermont. Oh, yeah, well, I guess that's as close as you get. That might be as close. Adjacent. Yeah. Anyway, so it turns out this is the storage room for the, uh, for the All extra of inspiration. Yeah. Yes, and sometimes the best left forgotten stuff. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is yet another room filled by top men. 
Yes. It, it's uh, like the Stack that. Overflow room. It, it's like, how many of these caches of just mad scientists are there on the island? We haven't even seen one, because there's a whole island where they put the really dangerous stuff. <laughs> also, at this point, my notes are just... Why in all caps, and then why is it plugged in also in all caps? (laughs) Because there is, uh, I'm trying to remember, alright, there's a solar-powered flashlight. Oh, right there. Which is funny, because that's like a a normal thing now that exists, and is not as huge. And there is also a an alarm clock that I think just electrocutes you. Yeah, they didn't yes. say what that's supposed to be for, other than... Just- I assume it's supposed to, like, shock you awake. Shocking Cade was funny. I guess but- maybe, yeah, Shocking Cade is always funny. I guess the joke with the solar-powered flashlight is if you have the sun, you don't need the flashlight. But that's what batteries are for. Yes, yes. It, it charges. <laughs> Those it are a work. thing that exists. But also it's the size of, like, a mini-fridge. It, it, it is at least like briefcase-sized. Maybe mini-fridge-sized, yeah. And then they they find what is indeed the source of these earthquakes, a giant subwoofer. <laughs> like, at least ten feet high. It's it's a giant it's, subwoofer. It's bigger than, oots, it's bigger oots, than the, oots, any oots, of the robots. Oots, 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 oots. Oh no, the dubstep. Oots. The dubstep has destroyed them all. We gotta get out of here. The beat's about to drop. Yes. <laughs> Basically, yes. The Ceruleans are here. No. As it starts to turn on while they're there. No. Yes. So yes. They, and there's no way to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, apparently it doesn't need to be plugged in. It's just powered. Now, something like that would have to actually have a great deal of power. So the fact that it's running without any kind of, like, electrical input is extremely worrying. Oh, it's actually nuclear powered. Don't worry about it. Uh oh. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe it could produce energy through the resonance of the sound waves, like it repowers itself, hmm. possibly. And meanwhile, Frankie is lost. Yeah, this apparently there were some like turns in this tunnel, and she is lost. Yes, and also she's now caught in a cave-in. Also, mm. not great because mm-hmm. yeah, the things going oons oons oons. The unsing has begun. Why would so, anyone so build heat wave, this thing? <laughs> so Heatwave heads to save her. And, you know, he's trying hard to do this while also staying in character. And, you know, he, she's, Frankie sort of has a heart-to-heart with him while he's just playing robot. And it's, it's actually quite touching. Yeah. yeah, this was another one, like I was saying last episode, about how it felt like the... The, the format, the, the medium was not up to the emotional impact of the writing because it was. Yeah, I will say this: this is a well-written episode. I I, I enjoyed yeah. this one. There's a lot of good feelings here. There's a lot yes. of feels, yeah, and also some good gags. It's a good yeah. mix. It, like the chase good, stuff is very funny. Good bad jokes and heartfelt emotion and, and dancing around the how much does Frankie know thing rather well. Yes. Yes. And so, so Boulder is once again trying to use his sonar gimmick, but unfortunately that is causing more cave-ins. Oops. So Heatwave is, you know, first he's like, he, Boulder, cease, sonar, probing, bleep, bloop. <laughs> Might as well just go, Boulder, friggin' quit it out! <laughs> Boulder, stop! Do not do this thing. 
and it is not entirely clear whether Frankie was conscious when this happened. Uh, yeah, but she dun, dun, dun. Gets, does get knocked unconscious at some point. It's like, oh no, no, yep. not head trauma for small children, please no. I think it might not be the head trauma, I think it might be the uh, rock dust, which is also not probably not yeah, good for her. And just like... Gonna have lungs shock. like a coal mine. Shock is definitely a thing to worry about. Yeah. Because I think her ankle's messed up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, implication yeah, is definitely that her lower leg gets a little messed up here. I mean, yes. there's no blood because, again, this is rescue bots. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, they, they, they're outside. The speaker starts playing again and they, they track it back to the Hall of Inspiration and it is hooked up to a giant jukebox, <laughs> uh, that is being used to help Doc Green practice his move, his sick moves. <laughs> Doc, no, no, I, I get, like, this isn't as perilous as the last episode, but it's still, like, the implication of the actions of Doc Green are causing massive, like, <laughs> threat to life of his own daughter. It's like, that, yes, that's that a was... little bit much. I mean, I, I guess we know whose fault this was. Yes. I guess if it's, if, because he's in the hall of, of tech best or the the warehouse of tech best left forgotten with this jukebox because he's like i don't know why they would put a jukebox back here (laughs) so it's possible that this is something his predecessor came up with i have to assume so jukebox has been there a while the the cataloging system in here is horrible things are not (laughs) cross-referenced no need to have descriptions of what all these things are or the jukebox and this, like, giant speaker somehow have connected to Wi-Fi that wasn't intended? Probably before Wi-Fi existed? It's very weird. It, 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 it makes you understand why Batman hates rock music. I feel like the, the point was that someone at some point, possibly at a time when jukeboxes would have been appropriate, decided to invent a speaker so that, like the the island would just sort of harmlessly sway to the music but it was too powerful and it had to be locked away <laughs> so i don't know just, some of the stuff you really just got to take an axe to it yeah, yeah yeah some of these things just locking it away there there was no like someday this will be useful <laughs> One day, the beats will need to drop, and they will need to be sick. Yes. Anyway, we... So everybody is fine now. Frankie, you know, her leg's a little messed up, but she is going to show everybody her compu- her completed video. Which is not actually a movie at all, which I guess would explain why it didn't have a script. <laughs> it is a music video set to a song sung by Frankie, yes. and more specifically, her, her voice actress... Diamond White, who I guess was on that show, The X Factor. Oh, was she? So she she can sing. Yes, she is established as a person who sings. Yes, although certainly uh, Cody does not know that she can sing. Yes. Yeah. And she's all well. Hey, I guess everybody needs a secret. Wink, robots. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will clarify that I did not sing my own cover of that Offspring song <laughs> for my my music oh. video production. I, I I was just worried that like oh no this is turning into a musical. Thankfully, it's the end of the episode, and I don't have to sit through an entire musical episode. And yeah, we get a bunch of random clips of stuff and robots, and there is a brief uh, clip of Mister Pettipaws as yes! keyboard cat. Yes. 
keyboard petty boss. Oh. He's a good cat. Do, 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 He's a good teleporting do, do, cat. Do, 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 Which just made me realize, wow, that keyboard cat thing is really old. Although, yes, I think I did see, oh, was it a while ago? Like the keyboard cat is like 10 years old or something. Well, I mean, it, the video, not the cat itself. The cat is since passed on. Yeah, I think that video was filmed in like the, like, apparently 1984. So keyboard cat is older than I am. Ooh, <laughs> key- keyboard cat, bad. the video became popular way after the time of the cat. Yes. It's one of those things you find. And it's like, this is amazing. I'm uploading it to YouTube. <laughs> like the headmaster stubs. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's about living in a world of tech or something. She's a pretty good singer. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty catchy song. Yes, and luckily the video contains no incriminating information, but she does thank Heatwave by name. Yes. <gasps> Though, and at one point earlier in the episode, they did refer to him as, like, fire response robots. Right. Yeah, Kate calls him that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely, like, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Although, like, come on, it's 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 not that big a deal, guys. Come on, she's fine. Look at all the stuff she already has to deal with. Yeah. You let Cade know. Yeah, and he's a (laughs) moron. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so that is it, uh, for the episode. I, I really like this one. It's, it's silly. There is enough peril and genuine emotion in it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not as much risking the life of someone as last episode. It's a bit much. This this one this was a really good episode. Yeah. It's a little bit of peril, not quite as much peril. Yeah. No, I mean this is, peril as a this treat. is a good amount of peril. This is, this is an acceptable amount of peril. Definitely a sizable amount of technology that no one should have ever come up with. Also, uh. the the look that Heatwave has at the end is absolutely like Am I gonna have to kill her? <laughs> oh no! I go? Uh, How much does she know? All right, <laughs> he wave, he wave, settle down. Uh, this is why Prime doesn't let you come hang out with everyone else. Uh, all right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, Toku time. This week on Kyuju Sentai, go go five. The Ghost Rescue Mission. It, it's a ghost episode, which doesn't coincide with the ghost episode of Rescue Bots quite, but that was, that was about four weeks ago. <laughs> but yeah, it's ghost. It starts with, uh, a cliche I've seen in a bunch of other things, like going through a tunnel in a cab and like the cab driver's telling you a ghost story and then you run into an actual ghost. Although there's a bunch of perversions in the stories, like, oh, it turns out that the person riding was the ghost, or the cab driver was the ghost. Well, this time it turns out there was a ghost in the tunnel, and the rider in the cab was a ghost, and the car crashes, and there's an explosion, and cut the title! And and then... So this episode's about, like, a... Basically a uh, monster lich that looks a bit like a mummy or something. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Grave Robber Zombies. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, to watch this episode because he's necromancing and like raising ghosts from a graveyard that is oh, next to a convenience store. 
but there's also a story like maybe the convenience store is built on a graveyard and like uh yellow ranger gets scared at the beginning of the episode by seeing a ghost or something oh oh there's a, a development that I, it, I think it started last episode the brothers except for the red ranger are all now wearing color coordinated shirts thank you Sweet. <laughs> so now you can tell like, which is which color ranger. Yes, now I can tell them apart the guys with almost the same haircut apart. <laughs> it's like green's wearing like a big bulky green army jacket. Um, yellow's wearing one of those ring neck shirts with long sleeve. The, the sleeves are yellow. And uh, blue is blue is wearing just a basic shirt, but he was also wearing like a lab coat in this episode over the See, shirt. See, when they have mm. American casts and they get all diverse, you can at least tell them apart. That's good. I mean, if you give me an all white cast, and I'm going to struggle to tell them apart. Yeah, I, it, well, it I, it feels like it's worse in this show for some reason. Like, well, I guess if they all have the same haircut, that does make yeah. it a lot worse. It's like almost the same haircut. Like blue's hair is a little bit longer. Green and yellow are like have basically the same haircut. Red, at least you can tell because he gets the most lines, and he has really short, spiky hair, so uh-huh. he's easy to tell apart. And he's always wearing gray. He's not wearing red, but at least he's consistent with the gray. Uh-huh. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, I was gonna say like it seems more annoying in this show. I guess the guys look a little bit more because of the hair. Like I just finished Zoo Ranger. Uh, you know, what was the original Power Rangers, the, the dinosaurs and stuff. Uh-huh. Finally, after, it turns out three years, it took me to finish it. <laughs> like, I, I ordered it, I think when Shout Factory got, uh, Jetman. I think I got those two at the same time. Cause Jetman was the series that came before, so it was like, oh, they're finally going back and doing previous shows, so I'll get Jetman and, and the previous one. Or, and basic, uh, Power Rangers. It's like, yay, but like, I got tired like 30 episodes in of all the little children plots, and yeah. I just stopped watching. Children are tiresome. And I didn't realize it had been three years until I checked back. Like I like I did with some Ultraman series, I've drawn like little versions of the monsters of each episode, which I have to get back to and finish some other ones. And I need to start the ones for this series, QQ Ranger. But like I, the last, the drawing of the first batch of monsters from Zoo Ranger I drew in 2017 is like, ooh, I should probably finish that. <laughs> so I did, and like there were still a bunch of annoying children episodes, but it, in the end, it was a pretty good series. It just the the middle has too many kid friendly episodes. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yes, Rangers in QQ Ranger they look a lot alike. Like in Zoo Ranger, at least they all wear color coordinated outfits. The same outfits that are like these weird fantasy things with giant jewels on them every episode. That does help, but at least the guys in that all look different. <laughs> like the the Black Ranger is like a this tall, skinny Frankenstein looking guy. <laughs> uh, Yellow Ranger is a short little guy with really squinty eyes called Boy. <laughs> The boy, but but like yeah. Anyway, QQ Ranger. Back to that. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, drop the the little baby is turned into a cocoon, and he's surprised. Is he's he powering gonna... up? Yes, he's powering up to his his final form. Wait, no, actually, it isn't his final form. I... His powered up form. It'll it'll be his imperfect form. My cat is making sounds, and I I apologize if I pick them up, but also I do not apologize. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, sorry, not well, sorry. Digressing a lot. What? Anyway, uh, 
It turns out it isn't a yellow episode because he got scared first. It's more of a blue-centric episode because apparently he gets scared easier. And it's like him dealing with ghosts. And he finds a little boy who saw his grandfather as one of the ghosts that uh, the zombiest raised up from the graveyard. Oh, no. And the grandfather looks suspiciously a lot like Tezuka Osamu, uh, a.k.a. <laughs> the grandfather of anime. Yeah, anime, like like the got old guy with glasses wearing a little beret. <laughs> the beret seems like a very specific detail. It is. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there is. Is the beret a big thing in Japan, or was it in the sixties and seventies? If if it is, it's probably because of Tezuka. Like he wore it all the time. Like if you see a guy with a ber- an old guy with a beret, that's a Tezuka reference. And I don't know why it's in this episode because he didn't have anything to do with pa- like. Although I guess it's harder to reference um, his assistant, who uh, Ishinomori, who went on to create Common uh, Rider, uh, Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, and the first two Sentai series. Mm-hmm. Like referencing him is a little harder because he's just like. A guy with glasses, and, well, I guess he does kind of often have like a big afro in pictures I've seen of him. He didn't wear a beret. He didn't wear a beret. The beret is easier to reference. Anyway, uh, the grandfather, like it turns out he was a children's book author who died a month ago and the little boy misses him and, and he doesn't want the rangers to kill them because it turns out they're not quite ghosts, but they sort of are. They're like, they explain it like the zombie monster used DNA from the bones of the people in the graveyard to create fake ghosts made of mud. <laughs> yes. And like, if you shoot them with like the, the Rangers laser beam things, they turn into a pile of dust and like the little kid doesn't want him to kill it. And the blue Ranger wants, no, don't kill him. We want the little boy to meet his grandfather one last time and they could talk together. And it's like weird and emotional. It's like, okay, yeah, that's nice. Have old memories. That's cute. And anyway, in the end, like, the little boy and, and his grandfather meet again, and they say, oh, we've met together, you can now defeat the monster, which will kill Grandpa, and, and he'll turn to dust. But it's not really Grandpa, but it is. Oh, no. Because it's got his memories from the DNA, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> but whatever. Fine, it's a ghost episode. I, too, have DNA memory. <laughs> They kill the monster, and he doesn't turn giant, which is, again, like, that's happened quite a few times in this series. Like, that they kill a monster, and he doesn't become giant, which... I'm not actually sure... I know it doesn't happen in every series, in every episode, but, like, with Zoo Ranger, it happened pretty much every episode. But this series, it... it, uh, There's, like, maybe every five or six episodes, it doesn't happen. That's nice. It's a little change. You don't need the robot every episode, although I do like the giant robot every episode. (laughs) Anyway, but, but giant robot. That's why I'm watching. Then shit gets crazy because after like the grandfather disappears and the rangers and all happy, the little boy strikes a pose and floats up into the sky, releasing <laughs> sparkles and flies into the clouds. Oh, little boy was also a ghost. Yes, cut to the grave of the little boy who died six months ago. Spooky. He died before, like, he died before, like, I don't, what? Oh, that's Why? the best kind of ghost story. It's, it makes no sense. Because, like, the, the little boy wanted to reunite with his grandfather who died five months after him. Wait, 
did his speed is there a waiting period to become to go up to heaven what maybe what, what? in japan what? i don't know i i don't know i i feel like i'm missing something they're in that it's waiting just... room from beetlejuice Yes. <laughs> Maybe it is spooky. I don't know if it's like some dun, traditional dun, dun. thing that like it takes a while for ghosts to move on or something that I'm missing. But like, I'm not your coach. He survived. Like the 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 beginning of the episode starts out with a ghost story cliche and then ends with a crazier cliche. Is <laughs> just like what? Although it 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 is kind of neat that like. The grandfather was writing a story, a final, like, little children's book story for his grandfa- grandson. And then the final pages filled in of, of the little angel boy meeting his grandfather in heaven. It's, okay, Sean, it's cute, but why is the little boy a ghost too? <laughs> it's just so weird, because it, tur- oh, it just means every character they met in this episode was dead. It's weird. I love it. It is a pretty good episode. It's just like that, that ending, like, what? <laughs> Got me to shout out loud, what? All right. So that does it for this episode, but you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at iaconunderground.net slash Patreon. Uh, and maybe by the time this episode goes live, we'll have decided what we're doing for July. That's right. Maybe. Uh, we will see. This episode, I think, will come out in July. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, okay, then. Whether we'll have decided or not, <laughs> still, yeah. still up in the air. We'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. It'll be something inspired. I've, I've got to stop now before I start doing presidential impressions. <laughs> Best episode ever in the history of the country. All right. So join us next week when we put the, put the wet stuff on the red stuff. Oh. Wait, I'm sorry. This isn't about Rescue Roy? Uh, I I <laughs> genuinely misread it as that when I saw the next episode thing pop up on Netflix, and I was disappointed that I was wrong. Oh. No, it is Rescue Boy. <gasps> and it's written by an old friend. Ooh. Oh. That's right. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I have a cat on my lap now. And I'm David. I need to go find my cats. They probably need snacks. Okay. Ghost Child! What do you want from me? What is this? Uh, he does need brushing, though. Oh, why? How does he shed so much? Benjamin, how do you have so much fur? How do you have so much fur? He's so furry. Okay.